0: Hi, it's Mark Wasserman. Welcome to Ska Boom Stories, which is the audio companion to my new book, Ska Boom, an American Scott in Reggae Oral History. Now that Ska Boom is available through DeWolf Publishing, with pre sale copies shipping later this month, I'm sharing a behind the scenes look at what readers can expect from the book. In 400 plus pages across 19 chapters, I've attempted to knit together the origin stories of groups of passionate musical pioneers who helped create a uniquely American version of ska and reggae. One of those bands of pioneers is the New York Citizens, whose Sticky Situation, a song that has a very special place in my heart, is the intro music for this episode. The Citizens retain a certain mystique for those of us who remember them in their late 80s to early 90s prime. And if you missed seeing them, I feel bad for you. They embodied the spirit of New York ska in the late 80s like no other band on the scene. While the Toasters may have been the kings of the late 80s New York ska scene, it was the Citizens who best represented its musical soul through their constant genre experimentation, limit testing, outspokenness and their ferocious live show they existed in that pre-internet world before YouTube and Facebook, so there is very little evidence of their important imprint on American ska. In some ways, that makes them a fascinating band to document because they only inhabit the memories of those of us who saw them. The New York Citizens created a compelling musical stew with ska as its main ingredient, but that also drew inspiration from rock and punk, new wave, two-tone, early hip-hop, and dance music. They were more the clash than the specials, but you could hear the influence of both and more in the Citizens' sound and see it in their live shows. You could make a case that along with Fishbone, the Citizens helped give birth to a uniquely American version of ska core that predated the explosion of ska punk that proliferated after they had broken up. And while the mighty, mighty boss tones are often credited with inventing ska core, the very first proto-ska core song, recorded by the citizens who often played with the boss tones, may have beaten the boys from Boston by a hair. The first time I heard Helltown and the rest of the band's brilliant Stranger Things Have Happened EP, released in 1990, I had trouble wrapping my head around what was happening. I knew the band as a punky ska band, but was this ska? Was it rock? Was it dance music? I couldn't tell you, and that's the beauty of it. It's so American in its kitchen sink approach to ska that it's a collection of songs that deserve a listen. Give Helltown a listen now. The Citizens had their origins in a band called Legal Gender, all lowercase letters and all one word, which included Robert Tierney on vocals, Mike Hicks on drums, Dan Murata on guitar, and Paul Gill on bass. While attending Manhattan College, Murata met keyboard player Jerry O'Sullivan and saxophone player John Q. Pavlik. Initially, Legal Gender had a new wave punk sound with some ska influences But it was the addition of Chris Kid Coconuts Acosta, the Chaz smash of the band, if you will, and the recording of the song Overcast as a split seven inch for Moon Records, which set them on their way to a new sound and a new name. As a singer and a frontman, Tierney embodied the best elements of Johnny Rotten and Morrissey, as well as David Johansson of the New York Dolls. And though the band were unpredictable and edgy and always seemingly ready for a fight. Underneath their bravado lay Tierney's lyrics, which revealed a sensitive, literate, and socially conscious soul. In fact, one of their most enduring songs, Shut Up and Listen, may be one of the best songs you've never heard. It's catchy, memorable, melancholy, and timeless. Give it a listen. At times, I felt that Tierney was an artist trapped in a ska band. His lyrics often spilled from his mouth at breakneck speed to keep up with his bandmates playing, but if you stripped away the music, you were often left with true poetry. My first encounter with Tierney and the New York Citizens came when my band, Bigger Thomas, then known as Panic, opened a show for them in September of 1988. In fact, it was our first show ever in front of nearly 500 people, inside a large lecture hall at Rutgers University. My first impression of the citizens was that they seemed like a musical gang. They had an intimidating swagger, both on and off the stage. And though it was our very first show, we had been together about a month, we must have made an impression on them, because the citizens were initially responsible for passing word on about us to others around the New York scene, including Rob Hangley of the Toasters. Over the early months of 1989, the band invited us to play other shows with them, though we always sensed a bit of a rivalry with them, and we often elevated our game when opening shows for them, and they often treated us as outsiders because we weren't part of the New York ska scene and were from New Jersey, they were also responsible for giving us a lot of early breaks, including a pivotal show opening for them at the Cat Club that billed us as The Panic. Because the band broke up before they could trade on their growing popularity, it's difficult for younger fans to understand their influence and their potential. There was nothing like seeing the citizens rock a full house at City Gardens in Trenton, New Jersey. In fact, one of their most memorable songs is a live version of Lemon Jelly recorded at the club.
1: Well, there you have it. That's the New York citizens.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Skaboom Stories. The book is now available for sale through DeWolf Publishing at DeWolf.com. That's D-I-W-U-L-F.com. If you've listened and received some value from this episode, then please help support the podcast for as little as $3 per month on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash boom podcast for more information. Thanks and take care.